Hey everyone, today's guest is the brilliant comedian Melissa Villasenor, who you probably know from Saturday Night Live. She is just amazing, and I had the best time talking with her. Before we begin, there's something I really want to say, and that's thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Every so often, I get approached by listeners, and it kind of feels like we have this secret society. You guys are just so generous, so kind, and I'm really grateful. I want to read a couple of your letters. The first one is from Kate to Katie, who we called on our last episode with Fortune. Here it is. Dear Katie, your relationship sounds so much like the one I was in for six years. The sex was non-existent by the end, and he was grumpy and uninterested in me. It had been good at one point, and the decline was gradual, so it took me a long time to realize how bad it was. Don't just hold off the wedding. Get out now. You will feel an instant weight off of you and wonder why you didn't leave years ago. My current partner is so loving and affectionate and genuinely wants to be in a partnership with me. He's also smoking hot. (laughs) I can't believe I put up with such a lackluster relationship for as long as I did. Thank you so much, Kate. These are always incredibly difficult and personal decisions, and I so appreciate you caring about each other. The next letter is from Leanna, who was a caller on the show more than two years ago. Leanna writes to tell us what her life has been like since we spoke. Hi, Anna. I just wanted to send you a quick update from when I called Unqualified. My partner of seven years had bought a ring and didn't propose to me for over eight months. Well, we're married now and have just gotten back from our honeymoon. Going on this show is one of our favorite stories, and I just wanted to say thank you again. Leanna. I love this. Thank you, Leanna. And thank you guys so much. Thank you, dear listeners. I love you. And now, here's Melissa Villasenor. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. Melissa Villasenor is an actress, stand-up, and an impressionist. Growing up in Whittier, California, she started her stand-up career at the Laugh Factory Comedy Camp at age 16. Her incredible talent for impersonations soon landed her as a semi-finalist on season 6 of America's Got Talent and later as a cast member of the 42nd season of Saturday Night Live. Her other credits include the animated shows OKKO, Let's Be Heroes, and Adventure Time. Melissa, you're a genius. Was that not good? That was prepubescent. I know it was a little Ash Ketchum. I'm aware. Yeah. But that was what helped me at the time get into your uh, Just give me a little, like, Kathleen Turner. It was Turner. when you're a lot of in <laughs> scary movies and hot chick. Like, I was always asking questions. Like, my whole dialogue, every single line I had was like, what's going on? But I don't understand. But how could this happen? But the way you delivered every line, it always was genius to me. Inadvertently, I think, because I was just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. It's so good. You're timing everything. I know maybe you don't see, but for me, I was like, growing up, I was like, damn, no, this is... That's comedy? I mean, when the cat, like, beats you up and you gets you oh, shit God. in his litter. I love that. I had to go to so fight much. training sessions <laughs> with a puppet cat. You said something really interesting, though. can't remember what interview it was, where you talked about how your vocal intonation became sort of a defensive move. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong in articulating it. I've been sharing that more on stage of, like, how... I started stand-up at 17 out here. I'm from here, and I would go to open mics 
in Hollywood and I'm like, oh, there's nothing but older men around me. And I felt like I need to find something weird to kind of make it a shield so I don't feel just like, oh, yeah, hot girl around here. Right. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just push my voice. So I kind of made it, pushed it to be kind of weird, but now it's stuck. <laughs> but then it kind of toned down. But I remember there were a few years in the beginning where I was trying to find out what I'm supposed to be on stage. I completely understand that. I'm not a stand-up. Like, I hide behind character. I was a shy, quiet kid growing up. Me too. And I think that most performers are. It's like, okay, I can perform because I have this character that I'm supposed to do. Whereas stand-up feels defensive and honest at the same time. Do you yeah, think it, it is. But I feel where I'm at now, it's I guess it's like 12 years of stand-up. I feel like I set the stone of an honest thing, whether it's about my family or something, and then I'll like make it really silly. So then I go into some character or even my own voice on stage now as like a nice grounding. But I feel comfy in my voice now. Yeah. So when did comedy like clock in i think it was like started with my dad he would always play like ace ventura movies but i didn't realize i'd want to be a comedian until i started like doing impressions when i was 13 but did they laugh at you were they like oh my gosh we have a star no they never no hell no (laughs) so how did you audition for fucking america's got talent so i realized now you know, I was really into the pop queens, you know, bubblegum pop when I was like 13. Brought Britney Spears and Christina. Oh, I could go through all of them with if you want. But I really loved them. And then I realized, oh, one, I could sing and I could do impressions, singing impressions. And then I shared them with classmates at Ramona Convent and everyone would laugh. And I was like, that's a nice feeling. I haven't felt that before. And then I just started coming out of my little shell and I did my high school talent show. I always wanted to do a talent show, even when I was in elementary school I remember like seeing girls sing Selena or whatever songs and I would be in the crowd like I could do that I could sing and then sophomore year at Ramona I did six impressions singing impressions Avril Lavigne Brittany Christina Shakira Ewan McGregor someone else did you just say yeah Ewan McGregor <laughs> okay it was Moulin Rouge he sang in that movie and he had such a good voice and I have a I could go to a pretty deep place with my voice and it was like he covers your song by Elton John my gift is your song. Whatever. And this one's for you. And you can tell everybody this is your song. He like sang it like that. And I was like, oh, damn. But anyway, so once I realized I could make people laugh with my impressions, that's when I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. I got very determined. And I did the Laugh Factory comedy camp that summer. I didn't care about high school anymore. I was like, And your parents were it. like, great. No, they still were like, well, this will phase out. This is cute, I guess. And then after high school, I started doing open mics. I went to the Haha Cafe, Laugh Factory, all of them. And they didn't believe in me, no. I was going to Fullerton Junior College just to please him, but I didn't show up in class. I was like, I just wanted to stand up. Yeah. You know, one time you were at a comedy store open mic on like a Monday night and you were sitting in the front and no one was even there. I was like, what the? What? She's coming to see open mic comics? Yeah. I performed in front of you when I was like 20 or 21. Huh. I love that. I think I made you laugh. Oh, I'm blushing. It was really cool. I remember like feeling like, oh, I made Anna Ferris laugh. Melissa. Like so cool. That is such a nice compliment. Yeah. Thanks. It's true. All the comics I remember were like, oh, Anna Ferris is there. Really? Dude, if you tried stand-up, I think you should. It'd be uh, so cool. I don't know if I could do it. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. It gets better. It's That's what's so cool. And then I get to a place where I'm like, boy, I can't ever stop. Like, if I go a few weeks without being on stage, 
I feel, oh, I'm missing something. But there is a, the There's overthinking a, yeah, element. That's, that's when I know I'm really getting tough on myself. Like, come on, come up with new stuff. When really it could just be like, oh, you know, I came up with something that recently. I was like, when I spent the night at my parents' house, I forgot my toothbrush. And my dad just like grabbed one. He's like, here you go. I'm like, that's been used. It's like, no, it's brand new. Like, you're a liar. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just fun to talk about. I mean, just anything. Oh. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay. I know you've talked before about your favorite impressions, but do you have like a secret favorite? <laughs> um, my favorite one, I think right now is Steve Buscemi. The voice isn't perfect, but I'd like making his facial expressions. I have a bit about why I love Buscemi so much. Why? He just goes with the flow of life. All his characters are this. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I guess we'll do that. And I, I was like, damn, I just love that, too. listeners, I have to, it, uh, I wish I could I know. show you what Melissa's doing with her face right now. <laughs> she's like kind of backing away from the camera. She's taking it all in. She's like arching her eyebrows, but not really, not without like a ton of investment. It's amazing. Yeah, it's my favorite bit, too. It's because it just makes me feel good. I embody Buscemi in my soul and my heart when people make me feel bad for not living up to society's rules. You know, like when people say, like, why would you let your gray hair grow on your bangs? I'll go, sometimes want to look like a skunk. And then my mom, if she looks at me and says, hey, take care of your mustache. It's growing in. I'll say, like, fine, I'll comb it. (laughs) (laughs) Will you help me with my Gwen Stefani? Oh, yeah. I've never done this out loud. <laughs> Don't speak. I know just what you're feeling. Sing. Help me, help me, help me. Please, Melissa, please. <laughs> Your face you're making is really good. <laughs> okay. Don't speak. Don't speak. I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Don't tell me because it hurts. No, no, don't speak. I know what you're thinking. And I don't need your reasons. Don't tell me because it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's that was one of. Oh, that's one of the impressions I did. Yeah, I love. uh, No, Gwen Stefani, man. That's my yeah one of the best. Yes, you're right because she. It's like it's she a little has bit this, of a baby voice. The sexiest cold. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, damn, how does somebody get a super fucking sexy cold? Don't speak. Right? You're really lovely underneath. Oh, the you oh my god. But I also love school. like the old, like their first album, No Doubt's first album, where she was like that ska, like she would just. Oh, um, she had like, open cute the gate, um, open the gate. The total hate with Sublime is so good too. Oh, but didn't it frustrate, like any guy I had a crush on, it was like, he was in love with Gwen Stefani and I you was just. You couldn't even. I was just like, <laughs> 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 She took it. 
She took it all. She, she took, all took it. In. She took it all. But it's so crazy how before her, there was no one like her to come up with something oh so God. like this is you. Oh, that's so it weird. Was amazing. That's so amazing. But did you have like posters on your wall growing up? No. Why? No, see, I wanted to, but my mom was so strict. My mom was too. She was like, you are not going to be a fangirl. You are not going to no, boy she crush. Lo- she had me put my Gwen Stefani poster in my closet on the door so it's facing my clothes. I had to listen to Whitney Houston like in private. Yeah. And Cindy Lauper in private. Did you go to all girls school? No, no, just went to the public school down the street. But yeah, but strict folks. Yeah. yeah. My room was all pink, which I don't mind. I now have a pink room, weirdly. But as a kid, it was... So fancy. Even my comforter. You know, my mom was like, well, I paid a lot of money for that comforter, so don't lay on it during the day. So I had to take my naps on the floor. So then if you Sad. had a crush on a guy, <laughs> you couldn't tell her. Oh, like Lance Bass? Yeah. That was my crush. Huh? Um, No, she well knew, but she made me put all the posters under my bed in a Tupperware. She was like, I'm making a proud daughter, and she will not lose her virginity till she's 37. She, well... My parents were pretty strict. Like, I didn't have a birds and bee talk. My mom, the only time she was like, you're not doing that stuff, right? And I was like, no, no, no. And that was it. But then were you kind of doing this stuff? Not in high school. Not in high school. I didn't. I really felt like I didn't know enough to. So you didn't go to like any keggers or like anything? No. And then I was. That feels like. I think Whittier definitely had some good parties. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my, the school I went to, Ramona Convent, all girls school. Oh, gotcha. It's in Alhambra. So all my friends from the school were over there. And that's like 40 minute drive from Whittier. But I was really at home a lot. That's why I felt like finding impressions in SNL like in high school felt Oh, well, this is my thing now. So then did you... If I didn't go out a lot. Would you describe yourself as kind of a lonely kid? Yeah, I think so. Even though I I felt like my siblings are... I'm real close to them. But in terms of school stuff, like... I was thinking about it the other day. I didn't have anyone I just called up and, like, chatted about the day or boys. I didn't have anything like that. I felt it was weird if someone called my house and was like, what do you want? I don't just sit here and chat. I didn't have that. I think that there's a total (laughs) correlation between loneliness and, like, adolescence. There's no way you could be a normal human if you didn't feel lonely. No, we're all weird. Can we talk a little bit about SNL? Yeah, I'd love to. So you've been on the show for three, four years It's my fourth season. So I've hosted twice, and I say this with a lot of hesitancy. It took 10 years off of my life. I just was so terrified. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you feel that? I'm surprised that I could handle it. I mean, my body goes through a lot of weird stuff from that schedule. Yeah. And not getting like, was that okay? Yeah, that's that's the thing. No one will say like, oh, that's good. Or that's not working. I mean, it's really just you have to go with your gut. Which is difficult for a needy person like myself. Like, I want to know, like, did that work? And if it doesn't work, then what can I do to change it? And how do I negotiate these waters? And trying to cling on to a cast member that was, they were probably like, please, like, you can back off. It's all right. There was some crafty down there or whatever. <laughs> Just like, oh, what to say. But yeah. Because I know that the cast, they do the heavy lifting. How does that process work? Because as a host, I was just like in and out and somebody was right. shuffling me to a room where, that nobody was in and it felt like, ah. Uh... 
what degree of collaboration is there? Well, for me, because I came from stand-up, I didn't come from sketch writing. So this show was always, the first year was really hard because I was like, I don't know how to write sketch. What the hell am I doing here, though? Because you have to really know how to write. But now I've gotten a groove of, first of all, I have friends now that I like to write with and that laugh with me when writing. Like I try to always have like two ideas and I kind of tackle down a writer that works for the sketch that will be like, oh, he'd be a good one to write that with. Or she'd be, Anna would be great to write the J-Lo idea, the hoop earring ones. You know, like there's certain people that have their strengths of what they're good at. You know, I had that little kid one from, I was watching those kid geniuses on Ellen. And I was like, boy, they're pissing me off. And I was like, I just want to play one of those little kids. And I'm like, um, the periodic table, it, it Galileo is, um, that's, that's what he invented. And everyone's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't like that kid. <laughs> I just kind of like exaggerated oh. to what I wanted him. <laughs> My favorite, I think I've watched it at least 20 times, Melissa, is Girl Who... Um, who the the, the from, Dirty Talk? Law, no, Law and Order. Oh, yeah. That's Anna Dresden's character. Yeah, Anna's oh, so good. I loved Man. it. That was my favorite. Oh, like. I loved that. I, I know. loved it so much. It was like, oh, it was just brilliant. It was It was like, a good one. I love that one. Okay, you don't have to tell us if you are single. Well, I am. Okay. And you know what? I'm loving it. <laughs> okay, here are some deal breakers. Okay. On the second date, he tells you his ex is pregnant. Oh, I'm gone. Really? Wait, wait, well, wait oh, actually. No, 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 no. I don't mean to challenge you. I think it's perfectly valid. I- I mean, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I'm gone. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) Okay. He says he only likes to text because his face is more handsome than his voice. So he doesn't want to talk on the phone. Oh, then I'm gone. I need to hear the voice. You need to hear the voice. Yes. Okay. I've shown up on dates where guys have been like, oh, my God, you're so great. And then like, well, this is not going to work. you're a voice lady. Yeah, you're right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think voice is really important. I do too. I I also think with mine, like there's been times where I've, if it's like a Instagram, I'll slide into guys' DMs. I'll text them of, I like the voice message text. Do you ever use that microphone? No, but you did it with Michael Sherman. Oh yeah. Because I was, I just, one, safer on the I'm driving. And also I like that people can hear my inflection. Yes, totally. And know that. No, he, Michael Sherman's thought I've been mad at him many times when of course I haven't. Yeah. It's just like, I don't, I'm not using the emojis. He- I don't really know how yeah, to do Yeah. And I like hearing thing. a guy, it's like just their general vibe and what's their humor when they speak. You know, mm-hmm. mine's filled with that color of like, you know, I love well, that. He's silly. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Every relationship he's had has ended with him getting cheated on. 
Well, I don't think that's, that's for- a deal break. I feel empathy for that. So that's not a turn off? He got cheated on? Yeah. The reason why I like this one is because it is kind of challenging. Because I don't think it's a reason to not be with somebody at all. Of course. Like, we've all been mm-hmm, cheated on. It's cool. But is he mopey with it? Is he presenting himself as a victim? Mm, I'd give him a chance. I'd like to hear about that. What do you want in a man? I want a funny guy that I think is cute. Doesn't have to be Mr. Hottie. I actually, it would be a plus, but I, I think it just attracted to funny. Loves to hang out with my family. I just want someone that feels like, like a home, like how I feel like with my family when we're joking around. And I haven't had that yet. Where it's just like, oh, ever? He just, yeah, I don't think really I ever. I don't think so. Wait, no. wait, have but you been in love? I don't know. I don't know to be honest. I can't. Well, I don't know. Well, it's been the, so long since I've even had a relationship. What was the first hard crush that you had in person? Not like a you know dream. I had a boyfriend when I was like twenty twenty one, and I thought he was really sweet and cute. I liked him. So you guys were in college? Or? No, I was at the comedy store. A comedian. Did a lot of comedians. I don't mind saying that. I like funny guys. I've gone on dates with Snoots Fest, and I'm bored. I'm the only one laughing. It's very sad. <laughs> I, I feel like if I just keep looking at you... I'll just keep spilling it. That's fine. But yeah, I, You totally were on to me. I actually made a list like Whitney Cummings did in her book. There's a lot of things. What would but, the top five things be? I mean, funny... But funny is all over the place. And uh, I'm real picky, though. I guess you're right. I don't like a force. Boy, do I hate a force funny. So tell me, though, who would be your dream person then? I mean, I've had crushes on like, oh, I would love Donald Glover. I would love Javier Bardem. Sure. Yeah. You know what? Guess who can make that happen? Ferris. <laughs> what, what's dating like? Well, for me... I'm not on any apps. I'm not seeking out a relationship just because I I did realize I have a lot of love and I'm very happy with everything in my life and grateful. I don't feel like there's anything lacking. I only feel that when someone kind of pins me and says like, what's going on? Any guy or any relationship or a family members like any boyfriend? And then I feel kind of bad, but then I'm like, but I actually feel full. Do you feel feel pressure from your family? Not so much, no. My parents are... Awesome. They're like on board like, nah, she's a rock star comedian. Fuck yeah, she is. But yeah, I feel I feel good. I'm, I just feel like in the flow of things creatively and silly. And I, I sometimes don't want anyone to mess with that. Yeah. And I know me, if there's a certain guy that has that pull of where I get that anxious attachment, then everything gets pushed aside because it's all about him. And then that's where I get scared. So I'm, I'm actually kind of nice. No one's messing with that right now. That's really wise. Yeah. Yeah. My heart's I open. I want to say I'm not closed off to love. I want to laugh with someone and share, but I I don't know when that timing is. Yeah, yeah. Gosh darn it. I was just starting Dungeons and Dragons right now. Hey, what? hey, I'm really sorry. I'm yeah. new here. Uh, yes. I'm Ashley. Is what do you need, some crackers or, or some, some candy? <sighs> the truth is I was going to ask you for sugar, but then that felt kind of obvious. I also wanted to know if my parking space was 203 because somebody was in 203 and... Oh, here's my keys. You can move it. Oh. I, I got to get back to this game. Yeah, I'll be right wait, there. They're wait. in my headphones. I'm actually pretty good at this game. Well, get on in here and help me beat this level. I can't yeah. beat this one dragon. He keeps... Oh, my God. It's so easy. All you have okay, to do get is it. use the flamethrower. Oh, thanks. Um, you know what? You're very cool. 
that's how I got scouted. I was playing on online, and then someone said, hey, I like that move. It's awfully dark in here. Yeah, I don't like lamps. Yeah. If I need to eat my meal, fine, I'll turn on one light bulb. That's it. What is that odor? It is, it's cool. I mean, it's like... No, it that's does, my pits. It, Here's my card. Oh, you have a card. Yeah, I, I drew that. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, will you tell us really quickly yes. about... You don't tell us really quickly. Please tell us about your weird things. So, one's kind of a little gross. I love a gross. Okay, I feel like you would. I brought my retainers. Yes. Now, don't touch them, of course. You can hold the box. I had my mom pay extra for the rainbow retainers. They wanted just a classic, and I was like, but if you had options, they were like, yeah, you can also get rainbow or stars, but that's extra. And I was like, well, I'm going to do rainbow. Just don't, you know, just slip it, add it to my mom's payment. I, I used to pretend that my retainer could talk and was excellent at math. And I wasn't. And so I would sit in front of the bathroom mirror and my retainer would, you know, I'd pretend that my retainer would talk. We'd be on talk shows. Okay. And be like, yeah, I'm the world's, <laughs> like, I'm the only person who has the world's only talking retainer. And together we're just yeah, we're going to take on math or whatever. I love it. But I love it that you brought your retainer. I used, I had also the headgear that wrapped around yeah, my oh, neck. Oh, yes, me too. And then that, it was like, there was like a cushion, and that's where all my, like, the sweat would go. And then I would smell it. We're like out <laughs> retainering each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wore yours to school? Oh, well, no. once. And then, ugh. Lacey Newman was like, oh, hey, oh I hate Lacey. Lace. Yeah, Lacey was, she She may have, I don't know. I don't know no, if her no, life I was wish her well. well. I, I hope, no, no. I, but, yeah, yeah, but she was like, yo, headgear girl. I'm going to fight you later. It's like, and you could have just why? taken it off and like thrown it right at her and then it comes back. <laughs> like a boomerang. <laughs> a boomerang. <laughs> I needed you. Yeah. I needed you as my I would best have been friend, a good pal. I was always wandering. In high school, I didn't have like a group to sit with. I was just like, Melissa, the comedian, this free gal. And I would sit around with all the different cliques. And I was just like, I'm just going to be funny. And I loved that. I had that like little special. I was like embracing that. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Melissa. Yeah. Okay, so we're about to call people. Yes. We're going to call Dana now. Hello? Dana. Hi, Hi. it's Anna Ferris. And Melissa Villasenor. Hi, guys. Will you tell us, Dana, what's going on? Yeah. So me and my boyfriend have been together for about eight years, 
and he started doing this traveling job for about last three years, and he travels a lot. He mostly works on the East Coast, and he can be gone anywhere from like three days to up to three weeks. That's happened before. And he usually only comes home for like about four days at a time. Sometimes there's stints where it's a little bit longer, but I mean, it just flies by and then he's off to his next job again. And um, mm-hmm. intimacy has always been a problem in our relationship. Like I always want to get intimate and he never really does, especially with this new traveling job where I'm alone all the time. I have been feeling very unwanted lately and We've had talks about it. You know, at first it was like his anxiety and he wants to go to a doctor. Now it's, he thinks it's testosterone that is um, the problem, but he hasn't actually like done anything to fix that. And I told him like, hey, my doctor's taking patients, but you know, when he gets home, he doesn't really want to do anything responsible, which I understand. And, and you know, we don't get anywhere with that. So being how you guys probably travel a lot and maybe I can get a perspective. Maybe I'm being an asshole and... You no. Know. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but Dana, I will say that we get so many calls about women that have a higher libido mm-hmm. than their boyfriends or men or whatever, <laughs> and how it makes them feel bad because we're socialized to be like, oh, yeah, the man should be wanting us all the time. Mm-hmm. So have you been able to have a pretty frank discussion with him? When I had a talk with him, when he was like, well, I want to go to a doctor and check this stuff out. I'm like, well, you know, I've heard all this before. This isn't the sex life I want. And then he kind of went off the rails and said I was being insensitive to his condition. I'm like, well, you never really been to the doctor. So how do you even know what your condition is? I mean, he's a wonderful man. I love him to death. Nobody understands me like he does. He's a hard worker. He takes care of the house. Like, we could almost have it all if it weren't for this one little thing, which is turning into a big thing. Yeah. I bet. And that actually makes so much sense because I do think that when we have high sex drives, it is complicating for men. I do. And and I think most women do. Mm-hmm. So if there's any rejection element, feels like, okay, what did we do wrong? Or am I not sexy enough? But I wonder how you guys get close again. But it shouldn't be your responsibility. It should be him. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Melissa? Well, I don't have a lot of experience with a long relationship, but I, I've dated one dude. I had a boyfriend last year, and he had trouble getting intimate. And I feel for you because I felt unwanted and not sexy, and I just felt bad, and I didn't know what to do. But ultimately, it wasn't a long thing, but I could really sting. Yeah, I think you, you should both try to work on this, I think. I don't know. That's all I can say. I I really don't know what else to offer, but yeah. I don't know either, but Melissa, I do think that what you just said is something that most everybody can relate to. The idea of like... Well, I was dating this dude and we had everything. Laugh, sense of humor. I mean, we got along and the one thing was he had trouble with, you know, and I was fired up. I'm ready to go, you know, but he just couldn't. Mm -hmm. Do you guys talk a lot on the road? Did you like get little, uh, you know, never tried anything like that. We talk every day. I mean, we FaceTime when he's gone and all that, but never reached out that way. Dana, there has to be a reach out with a partnership. If we are going to describe our relationships as partnerships, then that's what they should be. It should be a two way street. Yeah. I mean, it's always one way with me. Like, it's always me initiating. Right. I think last time I had basically drug him to the bedroom. (laughs) 
like, nope, we're doing this. But then it just feels like an obligation. Right. Do they have a slaw where you are at sex love addicts meetings? I'm not suggesting that. It's just a really nice supportive group here. I don't know if there's one in LA and New York. I think you could go online too. Yeah. And I love the women's meetings. You gather and everyone shares stuff and it's pretty helpful. That's really good. I haven't gone in a bit, but I went like while I was dating that dude last year a lot because I felt a love addict-y type of person and fantasy addiction. So Hmm. it's just nice to be a part of. Yeah, I haven't looked into that. Yeah, they'll have a bunch of meetings located around every day. Hmm. Oh, Dana, you know what? I think the big thing might be to ask people that you trust in your life, but only one or two. Like if you trust your mom or you trust your sister or you trust your best friend. Mm -hmm. But also, do you see your boyfriend and you like having a long future? Uh, Yeah, we were actually engaged at one point and then we took a year off and got back together. So I told him like when we got back together, we're like, well, this is it. We're not dating anybody else after this. And when was that? 2016 is when we took our break. Do you guys still feel the same way? Yeah. Tina, I wonder if you've moved away a little bit. Um, I wonder sometimes, you know. Do you want to marry him? How do you feel? Um, He has to take care of some things before we get married. So, you know, after that, I'll say yes. But Like what? Do you mind my asking? Fix his credit, stuff like that. Adult things. Gotcha, gotcha. I think the biggest thing is, are you guys happy? Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah, it's just this one thing. Yeah, but I mean, if it keeps going, then like, I don't know. I actually really don't know. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that I'm at the point of throwing an ultimatum at him. Yeah. And that's kind of scary because I don't like the idea of an ultimatum. Uh, yeah, and I know that could be real that. scary. I'll somebody else that will. But Dana, I feel like if you threw an ultimatum at him, I don't know if he would accept it, and I don't know if you would deliver on it. I mean, it, you guys have been together for so long. So it's like a verbal ultimatum. It takes so long to separate, especially when you've been with somebody for eight years. Right. You know what's crazy, though, Dana? Please feel comfort in this, is that so many people are out there that are in this same situation. It sounds like he's not living up to your expectations in the life that you want for yourself. That's what it sounds like. And I don't want you to have to live a life that isn't up to your level of happiness. Yeah. Yep. I was afraid of that. (laughs) Oh, Dana, I'm sorry. No, no. It's all the things that creep in your mind. When people like write in with really vulnerable, interesting problems, usually they kind of know the answer that they need to hear. Right. I'm unqualified to answer anybody's questions, but usually it does feel like, okay, this is something that... Somebody needs an outside voice to hear. Do you have a therapist? Uh, no. Therapists, I mean, when you get one that's, oh man, it's a, it's real good. I've had therapists that, you know, they're too, too kind. They're like, oh. And I'm like, I don't need that. I need discipline. I need someone to tell me what I need work on about myself, who I need to stay away from. My therapist will say, hey, you stay away from that guy. Like, All right. Yeah, you're right. I can't be, you know, I don't know. But I just wish you happiness, and I want to share that as scary the unknown is, if things change, you'll be okay, and sometimes some new surprises come in when you take that stand and change something. Always something new comes, and it can be very scary, but there's also some beauty about it. I feel like even if I've only had experience with little relationships, every time they've ended or whatever, I've always found some like new beauty about myself or something someone fucking rad comes around. So I just want you to know that you deserve to be happy. And yeah, you could take the stand. You could do what you need to do. 
Awesome. That's really nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dana, I wish I could close this up as eloquently as Melissa did. But shit. No, I just know like, I'm just sharing what I know from my own end, but, but I don't it was know. Fucking beautiful. And, but I don't know uh, long relationship. I don't know experience from that. So, uh, but, but it, like, I just who, know little who knows sprinkles. What's wise. I, Thanks for sharing all that. The, yeah, Dana, everything. Thank that's you so much. Vulnerable to share. Again. Thank you guys for hearing me out, and Hell you yeah. guys are wonderful. You too. Thank you, Dana. This is a stand-up joke. I don't have a knock-knock joke. So sometimes I'll wear my backpack. When I go to the restroom, because I don't want to put it on the floor. And I thought of, uh, if someone walks in on me in the restroom, sitting on the toilet with yeah. my backpack, yeah. I've prepped what I'm going to say. And if he walks in and goes, oh, I, I'll, what I'll say is, oh, life's a journey, huh? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa. Yes. Via señor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait. For our lives to be over, I want to know right now, what could it be? I don't want to wait for our lives to be over, can't it be happy? I can't thank you enough for being here. Thanks for having me. I love you so much. Thanks. Thank you. I love you, Anna. It's so good. Thank to you, meet Melissa. Via Senor Rey. No? <laughs> That's fun. I like that. Oh.